If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Sometimes to truly appreciate the present accomplishments in film, you have to look back to where it started. One of my goals of the new year was to watch and analyze older films in an effort to not only find films that stood the test of time, but also to see where modern horror films draw their inspiration from. I'm also a sucker for 90 minute or less movies, and this one clocks in at a crisp 72 minutes as an added bonus. So what better place to continue my deep dive than with the oldest vampire film I've ever seen, that being Carl Theodore Dreyer's surreal 1932 film Vampire, which is streaming on HBO Max, Criterion Channel, and good old YouTube. The film follows a student of the occult, Alan Gray, played by Julian West, aka Nicholas de Gusenberg, who rents a room at a local inn. But, but unbeknownst to him, this will trigger a shocking series of events that will put him face to face with danger and death. Gray learns that the village of Cortempier that he's staying in is under the control of a vampire's curse who already has several victims. Now, he must attempt to save a baron's daughter who has fallen prey to the vampire's curse, only to fall into the fanged crosshairs of the beast's influence himself. Vampire was released at a groundbreaking time for film, just at the tail end of the transitional period from silent pictures to talkies. The film employs both traditional and new age techniques. This results in very brief bouts of dialogue from characters, with the majority of exposition unfolding within the title cards. This approach is rather restrictive in allowing us to ever truly know much about the characters, as they merely offer brief reactionary statements and the like. Though this disconnect with characters fuels the film's dreamlike approach to storytelling, and at times a surreal portrayal of the world of Vampire. The film's greatest strength is how Dreyer brings this dark and strange world to life. I don't want to outright dismiss its narrative, but it's a basic vampire origin story at heart, even if this one does serve as a classic film that provided the basis for nearly a century's worth of vampire flicks that followed. But just be aware that Vampire is more about the way in which its narrative is shown rather than memorable performances or its take on its titlier villain. In terms of the look of the film, it's chock full of gorgeous silhouette shots that are hauntingly foreboding. Simple shots such as an old man with a scythe across his back ringing a bell, or shadows of people with no bodies dancing across walls are instantly iconic as they are chilling. Dreyer's use of washed out, soft focus photography techniques paired with a gauze that he applied to the camera lens gives the film its surreal portrayal of the world. It's a fantastic representation of Gray's blurring between his reality and dreams that makes the viewer constantly uncertain if they can believe his depiction of events. There are stretches of the film where it's easy to become a tad lost at what is happening, but I found this makes the film more unnerving than I anticipated. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. Apparently in the UK, the film received an H certification for horrific, as it was warned that the film would likely frighten young children. Now, it's easy to say, well, of course audiences in the 30s would be terrified. They'd never seen anything quite like this before. But that doesn't do Dreyer's world building here justice. One particular dream sequence shows Grey finding a coffin which he sees his own body in. 
The scene then switches between perspectives of Gray staring at his body and cutting to a POV shot from inside the coffin as a groundskeeper screws the lid on, imprisoning him forever. It's a disturbingly effective scene due to the composition of how it's shot, but also Julian West's facial expressions. Dreyer was known for his casting regular folk he discovered in towns and shops for his films. West was just such a person, a wealthy baron who wished to pursue acting and who agreed to finance the film in exchange for a leading role in it. This resulted in his imperfections as a performer to really drive at the heart of the film's uncertainty, which was made palpable for the viewer. Likewise, equally disturbing is a character's slow death at the hands of those he's wronged, and as he's locked in a cage in a mill and suffocated to death by tons and tons of flour. It's a shockingly disturbing scene that portrays a slow, agonizing death that was far more affecting than I expected from such a dated film. Given the audience is mostly reacting to what they see rather than what they are told, the film's music does a great job of emoting our reactions which honestly helped even when I was at times slightly lost, given I at least knew the emotion that was meant to be corresponding with some of the film's more aimless moments. I've been fairly vague as to the particulars of the film's narrative because it holds few surprises for those who haven't watched a vampire film before. Which doesn't particularly bother me given the film's age, rather I look at vampire as an example of mood and tone derived from atmosphere rather than dialogue or character development. The film is a gorgeous black and white nightmare that is as surreal as it is strange. Visual storytelling that baffles as much as it boasts a sharp lens and perspective with which to tell an ancient monster tale. So if you're as curious as I was to explore the roots of horror with a film that is more visually engaging than narratively, check out Vampire while it's streaming on HBO Max, Criterion Channel, and YouTube. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy.